is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For this episode, I chat with Rebecca Wolf, and we cover a little bit of everything from how she's gotten better at saying no to work ethic and her journey to writing all of this, a memoir of death and desire. So I hope you enjoy part one with Rebecca Wolf. We're back. I'm Clayton Howe, and today with me on Zoom is Rebecca Wolf. Rebecca, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I said it right before we recorded, Anne Gailey. I have to give her a shout out as a wonderful human being and connector. <laughs> and I want to talk about so much more, of course, um, all of this, a memoir of death and desire and your journey to that, that uh, piece of literature. But before we get to it, I want to take it back to the beginning of time for you. What were your, what were your writing dreams growing up? Um... I mean, I, I've, I, you know, I, I grew up writing, I, I started writing, you know, poetry when I was in kindergarten and wrote all through elementary school. And my first published piece came out when I was in high school that I had submitted in middle school. Um, and then I went on to write in throughout high school for a book series called chicken soup for the teenage soul, which was like very big in the nineties. Yes. Um, and then I actually, I was supposed to go to college, supposed to go to film school, Loyola Marymount. And I went uh, for one day and decided it wasn't for me. And then, so I ended up going straight to work for that same book series. Um, I worked for them for several years as a lead contributor. I edited, I ghost wrote um, under a whole host of pseudonyms um, of all genders. Sure. I was like, you know, a teen heartthrob boy. I was a you know, I, 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 mean, I like, I, I was all sorts of people. Um, so, you know, I, I got really lucky, like I, consistently I've gotten really lucky. I was like sort of at the right place at the right time, like at 14. And then again, at 20, you know, when I started my, my blog at 23, I started blogging in the early aughts. And then I had a, a baby in my early twenties and started a blog called girls gone child because I didn't have a community of parents in LA. Mm -hmm. Um, so I started, you know, writing about my experience being a young mom and, uh, found a community and an audience and was able to make a living blogging for like a decade. Um, and I've always just sort of been lucky. I've been able to, you know, write, I've been writing about my life, like my whole life. So, mm -hmm. um, and have been able to make a living doing that, which I know is really, I mean, I work really hard, but also there was a lot of timing involved in that and a lot of, you know, sort of being at the right place at the right time. Um, yeah. I'm so curious, the decision after one day at college to leave, what was that, what was that journey on knowing where you belong? I think I'm like, there, like my strength and my weakness, um, is my decisiveness. So I think I just, you know, I like walked on that campus and was like, nope, I know this isn't right. Like I'm out. Mm. Um, which is funny. Cause I'm saying that out loud and was like, I'd never, I did not do that in my marriage at all. Mm. But I think when it was just for me and like professionally, I've always been very much like, is this right? And I'm, I, I don't really waver. I'm very, it's, it's either a yes or no. And I think for me, like, I, I just, it did not, it did not feel right. And I deferred my admission. I was like, Oh, we'll go in six months. And then in six months, I was like, I'm working, like I'm working as a writer at 18. Mm -hmm. Why am I going to college? And now sort of full circle, my son's applying for colleges. And it's really interesting because I didn't go, I never regretted going. I have no college experience at all. I never like 
really stepped foot on a college campus, save for my brother's graduation and my one day at Loyola Marymount. So I have no, like, I have no experience at all. And I'm trying to guide him through this with no knowing. Hmm. Um, and also like, I'm sort of skeptical when it comes to higher education, because especially if you're going into the arts, because I never, it never, I never missed it. It never, it never came back. Like no one ever needed, like it didn't matter for what I was doing. And I think, you know, I have a lot of friends who are, you know, still paying off their college loans yeah. in their forties. Yes. And I'm like, you know, so I, I have very mm -hmm. mixed feelings about, about that. And it's, you know, here I am like, you know, with my son, who's definitely going to go to college really wants to go. I'm super in support of it, but it's like an interesting place to be. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, no, I, 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 you know, it just didn't, it, it didn't, it didn't feel right for me. Sure. No. And so. it's always going to be there. That's the crazy, yeah. the not so crazy yeah, thing about it. Totally. That's so true. It's so true. If you ever find a pocket of time in your life, <laughs> you can go. <laughs> also, you can take classes. Like I took, yes. I took college courses all throughout my late teens. Like I took classes at Otis. I took classes at UCLA extension. Like I, if there was something I wanted to learn about it, either I, I bought a book or I took a class or I traveled, mm. you know, and, and now, you know, colleges cost like $80,000 a year. You can spend that learning and very in all sorts of different ways. Like you don't have to do it in this one way. And I think we lack imagination just across the board, not just in terms of college, but in terms of everything. And I think yeah. we just do the things we're expected to do. And we don't really think about it. We don't think mm -hmm. about how they make us feel or whether it's right for us or whether there are different ways of doing things. Mm -hmm. Um, so Grow growing up, what were you, what were the lessons learned on work ethic? Where did that come from for you? Um, I think, I mean, I, I think for me, if there's something that you love doing, I don't really think you necessarily need an, an ethic. I think it's just, I, I, like I, my math worth work ethic is terrible. Like my son, like yeah. I I'm, I'm good in this one specific area. And when you love something, you want to yeah. do it. It's pretty simple for me. Like I don't, I didn't love a lot of things and didn't do those. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, for me, it was just, I got really lucky that I was able to, you know, do to write for a living. I didn't know if I was going to, I mean, I still don't take it for granted. I don't know when it's going to stop or if there's going to be a time where I'm going to need to get a different kind of job. Mm -hmm. Um, but for me, you know, I, I, again, like I got, I got really lucky. So I've never really considered it an ethic so much as just, it's what I do. Sure. Sure. Do you, do you, or, or have you had any particular mentors and are there any standout lessons that come to mind from anyone? Um, you know, I really, I don't want to say that I don't have mentors because there have been people that have been extremely influential and supportive to me, hmm. but I think, I think because I didn't go to school, because I never took a class, because I was never in an, in an environment where I wasn't sort of doing it on my own. I think I've sort of become very self-sufficient. I'm sort of an autodidact. Um, no one really t guided me in any way professionally. I was sort of doing it on my own, which mm. I, I think is sort of like who I am personality wise. I don't, don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I think a lot of the reasons maybe I didn't go to college was because I didn't want anyone to tell me how to write or, or, or um, for better and for worse, by the way, like I, I mean, I've, I've never taken a writing class in my life. <laughs> like I don't, I'm sure if I did, I, I would be told that I'm doing everything wrong. Um, <laughs> and, 
And I think for me, I've sort of had to figure everything out in my life, professionally, personally, and across the board, sort of on my own timeline. Um, and I know that's probably as much my strength as it is my weakness. Mm. But um, yeah, I just, I, you know, I kind of always just had to figure it out on my own. And I still, I still feel like I'm doing that, I have to say. Yeah. Has that... What that, it's such an interesting thing for you to say that because I, I wonder what that does for your confidence through your career to just you're like fuck I mean just to like I'm, on I'm my literally own. <laughs> I like no no like drowning out the noise well for me I think look like I it, I I'm a very confident person and writer and mother and mm. I that doesn't mean that I don't think that I'm amazing at writing or mothering or being a, I'm very aware of my flaws and my strengths and being a human. And I don't feel bad about them. I don't think, you know, I, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm critical, but I'm not judgmental if that makes sense to myself. Sure. So yeah. I'm very much like accepting of all of that. So I don't have a lot of fear. And I think a lot of the reason why I don't have a lot of fear is I've never been in a situation where someone's opinion of me is going to give me means I'm not going to, you know, get an A or right. um, pass something or get through to something or get promoted. I've always been my own boss. Mm -hmm. I've always been my own captain, my own, you know. Um, so I think maybe if anything, it's, it might have might maybe be a little delusional, right? Because I'm like, <laughs> this, I'm just going to keep plowing through here, guys. Like, yeah. and I, and, but like it also, I mean, I, I receive criticism every day. I mean, I wrote a sure. book that has gotten, it's very polarizing. I've been writing about things my whole life that people hate me for. Hmm. Um, but I think, and again, like it might just be a character quirk. I'm, I really, it doesn't really affect me in the way I think it might affect a lot of other people, which is why I do what I do when I'm able to keep doing what I'm doing. And I'm able to kind of just like hmm. keep plowing through hmm. because when you have, when you have a strong opinion of yourself and you know who you are, that's kind of all you, you need. It's all I've needed. Like I, mm -hmm. the other stuff doesn't really, it's, it is what it is. I hold space for your feelings. Mm -hmm. You feel how you feel, but I'm also very aware of how I feel. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I dedicated my book to myself, mm -hmm. which was kind of a, <laughs> it was like, okay, I'm going to write this book. That's going to make people feel a lot of different things about me. And I think a lot of people, a lot of memoirists, a lot of people who write about difficult subjects, personal subjects, worry about everyone else, right? I don't, I'm, I, I'm going to make people feel angry or sad, or they're going to disagree with me or, and I think we keep ourselves from telling the truth because we're so concerned with how everyone else feels. And it's okay to be concerned with how everyone else feels so long as you're as you're putting your feel like your, your feelings are also valid. Mm. And I think for me, you know, dedicating my book to myself was a way for me to validate my feelings and my experience and say, no, actually, like you can tell your story. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to be worried about everyone else. You can, you can tell a story that's true and honest and feels like the right story for you to tell. And like, you know, it's for you, for Rebecca, right? Like yeah. not for my teacher or for uh -huh. my critics or for my haters or for my lovers or it's for me. Yeah. So that's what's so interesting too. Cause as I, as I read through it, I had a lot of feelings, 
but that says nothing about you and everything about me <laughs> on how I feel yeah. about what I read. You yeah. know what I mean? Like and you have your feelings, your feelings are on the page. That's how you feel. You know, it's, that's what's so and interesting. I val- and I validate that. Like I, I totally do. Like yeah. that's sort of the thing. Like, I think when you get to a point where you're like, okay, with everyone having feelings, <laughs> you, you're, you know, it's like, okay, like you can have whatever feelings you have. It's what, it's what, you know, and it is about you and my feelings are about me and Mm -hmm. we can, we can disagree or agree, but when you really know yourself and you really know, feel confident in your work and what you're doing and it, it doesn't, you know, if you hated it, like, okay, that's fine. That's Mm -hmm. fine. So I don't, it doesn't, I hear it, Mm -hmm. it exists, but it doesn't like penetrate me I think the way it would for a lot of people you know because I always I keep getting the question like how did you write a book like this and you're so brave and I don't think it's brave I doesn't mm-hmm. it shouldn't be brave to just tell your story mm-hmm. um it, it's brave why because people don't like it mm-hmm. you know we we're so fixated on how everyone feels about us, us. Yeah. and you know perception 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 and we're constantly being perceived by everyone mm-hmm. And we're constantly trying to figure out, oh my God, how to get this person to like me? How do I get this person to like me? Like freedom for me is getting to a place where you're just like, it's okay if you don't. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've been writing on the internet for 20 years. And if there's anything I've learned writing on the internet, you know, (laughs) where it's just like, you're, you're being constantly scrutinized and criticized Mm -hmm. for every single thing you write about, you get to a point where you're like, this is just part of it. Like, Mm -hmm. this is it. Everyone's having feelings. And so am I. And my feelings are valid and your feelings are valid. And I'm going to now move on to the next subject and keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. It's almost more alarming if everyone was indifferent. <laughs> when you have something polarizing, you're like, great, we've hit something. We're moving here. You well, know? well, there's no real point. If, if it's indifferent, then it's like, it's like, mm-hmm. there's no point. Like there's yeah. no point in telling a story that just, that sits here. Right. Mm-hmm. Like what's well, there's, there's, no, there's nothing, there's no there there. So yeah. Is there, and I, is is there, 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 um, is there a particular project that has taught you the most about yourself? That I, that, that I've been involved in. Yes. Um, I mean, I mean, definitely this book for sure. This, this book that just came out, um, because it's, it was, it was a, I mean, because I, I, you know, it was, it was sort of an onion and that I kept kind of going like, you know, layer by layer into something that I didn't know if I wanted to go into. It was like, once I started digging, I like, couldn't stop. Um, and you know, it also made me realize that I I've always sort of prided myself as an honest writer. And I have always written really honestly, but there are different levels of honesty. You can be an honest writer and write truthfully about your life, your whole life, and never really get to like the real, right this stuff down here, like the real level, you know, there's levels to it. Mm -hmm. And I think that was something that I really became aware of writing this book was the levels of truth and the levels of honesty and the levels of, I think it's really, you know, it's really generous to share parts of yourself that are human um, and vulnerable and possibly, um, you know, controversial because they allow other people to feel comfortable, you know, in their humanness too. So, um, I mean, that's what I respond to as a reader. Like I respond to people 
willing to show the the depth and breadth of their humanity for better and for worse. Like that's what interests me in people and relationships. Like that's who I love. I love people who are complicated and who are okay with being complicated. Um, because the, the less you judge yourself, the less you judge other people. And that for me is sort of my thing is like, I think the worst thing you can be as a person is judgmental. Like I don't, I, um, and I think it comes from our own self-judgment. So I, I don't judge myself. I don't really judge others. I'm very, you know, I can have feelings about a person, but I'm very aware of the fact that we've all been through it and we're all continue to go through it. And, um, I don't know. I just sort of like, I, I, I sort of empathize with, with, you know, with, with, with people who, who do very people things. Um, so. I, I wonder, especially with this particular m- memoir, what it is, because you've, you're writing and we've talked about this already is your writing is always, it's always honest where there's no point in keeping it on the surface and you, you put it all into the page. Has that affected your life in a more recent time with this particular book? on living an honest life in your own identity, just with yourself and in general? I mean, yeah, for sure. I think it's like, there's this quote, I'm going to totally butcher it, but it's like, once you ruin your, (laughs) once you ruin your reputation, you're free. Or like, once you get to a point, like I, there's nothing I can say or do anymore. That's going to like shock anyone or myself. Like, um, I don't need to hold back in my relationships anymore. I don't need to hold back in any, in any capacity because I'm, I've already sort of put it all out there. Like I I basically been standing naked in the square for the last month and a half. So it's like, once you do that, it's a lot easier to like go skinny dipping, right? Like everyone's already seen me naked, like what up? So it's, it's sort of, there's a relief that comes with sort of bearing it all because I don't have to hide anything anymore. Not that I was like hiding everything, but I was definitely, you know, a person who wanted to make sure everyone else was happy and taken care of. And I was prioritizing everyone before myself and all these different ways and relationships, like as a mother, as a lover, like in all these different ways. And now I'm like, you know what? I, I, I spent this time like really sort of allowing myself to center myself and also to explore my humanity in a way that that was very, um, just like very, very freeing. And now it's sort of, it's out there. And so it's like, I, you can't go back, right. It's like the, the tire things. And like, once you go forward, you can't go back. Like yep. I, pa- I went through the tire things and I'm on the other side of the parking lot now. There's no reverse. And, um, <laughs> yeah, there's no reverse. So, yeah. and it's a litmus test, right? Like, I mean, I, I was in a relationship that ended because of this book, because he was like, nope, can't hang with you anymore. And mm-hmm. then there have been other times where it's, it's like brought me, brought new people into my life. So, um, that's also kind of amazing is to write something that is <laughs> that, that it's, it's very, like you find out who your people are and who they're not very quickly. Yes, like you do. when you have something like this, it's like, all right, you want to like, you want to hang, like, let's see if you still want to hang after this. And if you do great. Um, because I also recognize that it's a, it's a liability to be in my life. I write about it. Like if you're in my life, you're going to probably end up in my work. Mm -hmm. Um, and if that's not comfortable for you, then I totally understand. But also like, this is what, what I, I can't separate myself. Like there's no, there's no separating the art from the artist when you write about your life and your experiences 
as your job, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's a strange sort of, it's a strange thing. It really is. Like I I'm aware of that and I'm very sensitive to other people's sensitivity about that. And I, I'm respectful of people's privacy and boundaries that just because I don't have them doesn't mean that other people don't, et cetera. So <laughs> no, that makes, that makes total sense to me. And I wonder too, I get the impression that you're, you're very good at saying no and knowing where, what you want and what does not add to your journey. I'm curious in recent history, maybe because of this book, how have you gotten better at saying no? I definitely have gotten so much better. I was yeah. terrible at it. So like when you said that, I was like, oh my God, like okay. the, if the, if the, if the me of, sorry, there's like a siren. No, it's, it's a part of the um, interview. It's part of yeah, okay. <laughs> it's all good. If, if the me of yesteryear could hear you say that she'd be like, oh my God, you did it. You did it. So this has been like, and this is this is, I'm still working on this on a daily basis. It's really hard for me to say no. It's really hard for me to say no. Um, it's, it's become easier for me to say yes to myself than to say no to other people. So I think for me, if I'm looking at it from that, from that perspective, I can do it. Like, am I like, I'm saying yes to me. I'm saying yes to me. Um, I think it's really hard to say no, just in general, in every capacity. Um, because we don't want to limit ourselves and we don't want to hurt feelings and we don't want to push anything away. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of the time, no feels like this negative thing when actually it, it, it can be extremely positive saying no and learning to say no. So I think for me, it's more of a, how have I, how have I taught myself or learned to say yes, um, to yes to me. And what does that look like? And a lot of the time saying yes to me is saying no to everyone else. You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another curiosity conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening. Listening.